This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Brought to you by Dext. This is Best Practice in Accounting with me, Rob Brown, and Martin Bissett. On behalf of the Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network, five accounting fintech shows coming to you one a day throughout all of your working week. And this is the show where we give you the practical insights and what it takes to do your job a little bit better. And Martin, when we talk about best practice, we know that the pandemic has changed the game and what was best practice a few years ago is not so much best practice today. What worked last week doesn't always work this week. It's important for accountants to stay current, isn't it? Oh, very much so. Uh, very much so, although they would say perhaps that um, their business model is based upon not doing anything different from year to year. But certainly from a tech perspective and a client need perspective, yes, it is. Yeah. And when we do these best practice segments, you generally trawl through your many consultant engagements throughout the years and tell real life stories of what has really worked. So what have you got for us? This now, Robert, are you sitting comfortably? Well, I'm standing, as I normally do for these, but I am standing comfortably. I'm going to begin anyway. So... I told a story last week, I think it was on the show, about a public speaker faux pas that I make about asking a general question when I mean to, mean to be specific. Another one is a, a phrase I get, the most common phrase I ever get uh, in any any part of my professional life is, Martin, you don't understand. Um, that's the one I always get, Martin, you don't understand, and then the objection comes out. Now, this was first heard by a uh, lovely accountant, now retired, who was looking at the possibility of raising his fees in his practice. He was one of two partners. The other partner was dead set against raising fees. This, this one that I'm referring to saw the potential and felt that there was room to do so, but ultimately didn't have the, uh, I like the word chutzpah, didn't have what it took to see it through. I'm just thinking, Martin, as you set the scene here, we recorded one uh, just a few weeks ago on office politics and what happens when partners disagree on things. Yes, yes. So guys, this toing and froing went on in this accountant's mind about raising prices, raising fees perhaps just on his portfolio and on his partners. But then what happens if he's successful? Does that make him look too good? Because he was the junior partner of the two and so on, it goes like this. And I asked him one time, to what extent he felt there was scope to raise his fees by how much, I said, thinking there'd be a 10% increment, 20% increment, something like that. And he said, in certain cases, Martin, I think I could double my fees. And I said, well, why don't you in that case? And he said, but Martin, you don't understand. If I double my fees, I'd lose half my clients. I said, Norman, I'm no accountant, but that would suggest the same money for half the work, would it not? He's like, oh. And a little light bulb went on inside his mind. And he hadn't realized through scarcity mentality that is given as standard as part of the accountant's training, that it is better to be profitable and not as busy than it is to be busy and not profitable. And on that basis, it had never once occurred to him that the scope was there with his client base to actually scale down how much work he did and still earn the same amount of money. But of course, he was also exaggerating. There was no way half his clients were leaving. No way that was going to happen. So long story short, what happened is that he took a nice conservative approach 
Who would expect that in, in accounting? And he, re he reached out to just a number of his clients, just a small number with a very simple message. I believe I can help you more than I currently do. Nice. Would you like a conversation about that or not? It's so easy, it's so natural. One sentence, I believe I can help you more than I currently do. Would you like a conversation about that? Who would say said, no to that, really? Oh, my, oh, a number did, a number did. <laughs> you know, and he said, right, that's fine. I'll never mention it again, okay? Because the client, of course, had earmarked themselves as being not open or receptive to development. But, but just on this, as we just said on the other side of the, other side of the coin there, Rob, some did. Out of, and all it was is one sentence. They would say things like, tell me more. What do you mean? In what way? What's it going to cost me? Things like that. Buying signals. Yeah, all buying signals. And they all gave him the opportunity to go and talk to his clients. And that was it. Sit down and tell me about your business. And he got in the door based on the, I believe I can help you more than I currently do. That's all it was. Now, I can't give you the, it's been a very long time ago, so I can't give you exact stats. I can't give you numbers. I can't tell you how many clients came on board on a greater level of engagement or new clients came on board on that basis from saying that to prospects. And I can't tell you what the average fee was. And I can't tell you even if he ever doubled his fees. I can tell you that thinking about how he could increase the value of his portfolio led to the birth of a single sentence which became best practice in accounting. I believe I can help you more than I currently do. Is that worth having a conversation about? And best practice today, Rob, is I would ask every single listener, whether they're dead or alive, on this podcast to consider whether they could ask that question, whether they've got the guts, the chutzpah, to ask that question of their clients whom they genuinely do believe they could help more than they currently do. And to simply email or phone call with that question and see whether anybody says yes, because even if one says yes and ended up working um, with you in a greater level, that was a zero cost of acquisition for whatever fee you've been able to increase um, that client's relationship with you by. Love that, Martin. There are so many great phrases and questions out there. We'll revisit these another time. I'm thinking of a couple as well. We'll bring it for another episode. But if you don't sow these seeds into conversations you're having with your clients at all the various touch points, they will just continue to assume that all you do for them is all you do. It's all you can do. There are no other, no other scope for extra work and extra advice when there's so much more you could do for your clients. So today's prompt for you is to take this best practice and weave that into some of your conversations with some of your clients and see what doors that opens. And who knows, Martin, what lies on the other side of a courageous question? A courageous question, yes. And what I love about this is it's it's indicating trust. The phrase is, I believe I can. And the client is being asked to say, do you believe it too? <laughs> Would you like to find out? Do you trust me enough that I'm telling the truth? Do you trust me that I know enough about your business to be able to be qualified on this? Do you trust that I'm technically competent enough to be able to do more than I currently do for you? Because I'm asking you to trust me on all those fronts in order to say yes. And I love that when he did that and clients did say yes, that was confirmation and validation that they trusted him as their advisor. Fantastic. It's a measure of faith that your clients have in you and your ability to make their life better and different. So we love that, Martin. Thank you for tuning in to Best Practice in Accounting. This show comes out every Thursday. We have other shows available with all in accounting phrases at the end of them. So look out for them on your favorite podcast app, channel or platform, and we'll see you next week. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents Best Practice in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Leading the discussion on firms that are standing out, winning work and becoming the top performers in the accounting and fintech world. Brought to you by Dext.